This is Power Pivot with Leela Sinha. I'm Leela Sinha, and I'm your host for the entire podcast series, and I'm so excited. I've gotten to re-listen to a lot of the interviews as I've done the post-processing, as I've I've prepared them to be um, podcast-worthy. And and I can't tell you how wonderful it's been to get to re-explore some of the things that we said and some of the doors that we opened. We just kept opening doors and opening doors and wandering off down little side alleys. And it's just incredible. It's just incredible. These people are brilliant and deep and real and present. They're from all walks of life. They have all different kinds of perspectives. And we get to explore what it means to have power. Power has always fascinated me. It feels great or it feels awful or both. Like like having power to me and using power to me either feels fabulous, like deep in my gut, or it feels squicky. It feels like, ugh, it makes me feel a little sick. Sometimes both at the same time. And we're at this moment in history where that wielding of power, where where understanding what that means to us, where understanding what power can be is more critical than ever. I wanted to engage the questions of power. What does it mean to have power? What does it mean to use power? What does it mean to give someone power? Do you really give it up? Or if you're giving it to them and you could take it away, are you just retaining it and kind of loaning it to them? And what's the difference there? And and does it matter? Why does it matter? How does it matter? What else is going on? What else is happening here? If I have political, social, institutional power, how are those things different? How are those things the same? How do those things feed each other? What happens when we support each other with our power? What happens when we undermine each other with our power? How do we undermine people when we don't realize we're doing it? How do we support people? How do we change our patterns so that we support them instead of undermining them? What if them is us? What if we're the ones who need the support? What if we're the ones who need the power? How do we get it? How do we access power? How do we take on power without replicating the corruption and the, and the moral deficit that so many power holders in our society seem to have? And I wanted to have the conversations in public because of something I learned in sex ed in church when I was in eighth grade. I grew up Unitarian Universalist, and we have one of the best sex ed programs out there. And when I went to sex ed in church in eighth grade, we spent all this time talking about communication and consent and how to say what we mean and mean what we say and how to, how to be ourselves in this awkward, fraught space that is relationship. And at the end of the year, we went to Boston for a coming of age trip and we visited Arlington Street Church. Now, in order to understand the rest of this story, you have to know that Arlington Street Church has been the, quote, gay church in Boston for many, 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 many years. And it served an enormous percentage of the LGBTQIA population right through the AIDS crisis. So Kim Crawford Harvey, the minister there, and her parishioners did yeoman's work in serving a community that was that was really struggling, um, that was that was literally dying. 
So Arlington Street isn't just any church. But on the sidewalk outside of Arlington Street Church, there was somebody tabling. They had a table and they were selling buttons, you know, the little buttons you pin on your shirt. And they had a bunch of different ones. They were all pride buttons. But one of them, one of them caught my eye. It said, had a pink triangle and it said, silence equals death. Now, I didn't know all of the, all of the layers of that, right? I didn't understand all of the layers of that button when I bought it, but I bought it and I wore it. I didn't know that it was specifically a reference to the AIDS crisis. I didn't know that it was also a reference to World War II. All I knew was that the phrase silence equals death felt more true than anything I had seen in a very long time. And so I put that button on my backpack and my backpack went everywhere with me. And I carried that backpack through eighth grade, through ninth grade, through 10th grade, whenever my backpack wore out, the button got transferred, 11th grade, 12th grade, first year of college, still carrying a backpack. The beginning of my second year of college, I came out. Because that button was about queer rights. And if I had understood it in its fullness, it would not have changed my decision to wear it. It would have strengthened my resolve. And I knew it was about being queer. But I also knew it was about something else. It was about the need to say the thing. I have always tried to say the thing that everyone is thinking and the thing that no one is thinking and the thing that everyone is avoiding thinking. I like to name the elephant in the middle of the living room. It makes me really uneasy when we're all trying to have tea while the elephant tap dances and no one talks about it. So you will not be surprised to hear as we entered this moment in history, I started having conversations with people about power, about the power we have, the power we don't have, the power that specifically liberals are afraid of claiming, what it means to reach for power, to relinquish power, to share power, to pass the mic, to be marginalized and want power, to be in power and want more power, the relationship between money and power. I was having those conversations already, and I started writing essays about it. Writing is my first medium, and if you go to the Patreon page, you'll notice that I started out with essays, but it became clear really early on that this was a conversation, that this was going to be a series of conversations, that I needed conversation, that I needed dialogue, that the, I was only having half the conversation when I was writing because I was saying things, but no one was saying anything back to me, and so I asked. I asked you, my community. And you answered. You answered and your people answered and their people answered. So people I didn't know before this project answered and people that I had known fairly intimately answered. And it became the series of conversations it needed to be. It became this interlocking, deep, personal, professional, transformative sequence of conversations. So this first season is everyone, sex workers and CEOs, religious and secular, all different professions, all different ages, different races, different religions, different relationships to religion. Talk about bastions of power in the world. And what we uncovered, I could never have predicted. 
I gave everyone a, a couple of things to think about going into the interviews, but I warned them that we weren't necessarily going to use those particular things. I just wanted to kind of lubricate their brains. And people came with such depth and realness and honesty and joy and relief at being able to have these conversations and knowing that these conversations were being made public and glad to contribute to that too. I have never had more fun with a conversational project in my life. So my hope, my hope is that you will listen to these interviews and that you'll listen in and become engaged, that I'm inviting you to listen in on these conversations and that you will move from inside these conversations to somewhere else, just like each of these conversations moved from inside itself to somewhere else. That you'll be thinking about it when you're walking the dog, that you'll be talking about it when you go to lunch, that you'll see the echoes of the conversations in your workplace, in your religious spaces, in your social interactions, that something will tweak something, will tweak something, that you'll start to recognize the places in your life where you have power and you'll want to crack them open and see what it's like to own it without shame or to pass it on because you realize that you have more power than you want to for your own ethical or moral framework. And that you'll start to build communities with each other, hopefully, as listeners, but also that you'll start to build communities wherever you already are, communities that are engaged around conversations about power, communities that are willing to access their power for the sake of everybody, communities that go beyond fear, communities that go beyond fear, because we cannot afford to be afraid of power. We have to learn. We have to learn what it really is and what we're really doing and how we can each use the power we have to build the world, not just that we dream about, but the world that we need right now. If you like the work, please support the podcast at patreon.com slash Leela S or intensivesinstitute.com slash Patreon. Or you can hire me. This kind of work is literally my job. I do keynotes, I do coaching, I do consulting, usually with leadership teams, usually with people with some kind of institutional power. I can work in nonprofit spaces or for-profit spaces. And what we can do is we can get your team to a place where you can speak openly, not just about power, not just about intensiveness, not just about excitement, but about everything. Because being able to communicate clearly about all of the things that are going on while they're still, while they're still at the seed stage means that you don't get trapped in a culture that happened by default, that's toxic, that causes all kinds of problems as the organization grows or as your leadership grows. So call me. Let me know what you want to do with your power, and we'll figure out how to help you make that happen. 
Thank you for being here, all of you. This work only matters because you listen to it. This work only matters because we are telling new stories here. And you are part of the next generation of that telling. I'll see you on the podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Power Pivot. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To support Power Pivot and get early access to new episodes, go to intensivesinstitute.com slash Patreon. For information about coaching and consulting, or to book Leela for a talk or workshop, go to intensivesinstitute.com.